Reading you with the Holy Word's peace. It's a blessed day. You look around, we look thin this morning, but I know where everybody's at. So yeah, there's only one family that's dealing with the virus. Everybody else is vacationing and all those things. So we good. Yeah. Sister Bobby, DJ's mother, having her 75th. They went out to visit her. Happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday. Yeah. When you get them seven, seven fives, that's a good thing. One of the things that uh, bothers me is that, uh, you know, the church, people are afraid to go to church and for the preacher or the speaker to hit areas in their personal lives that make them uncomfortable. You know, everything, I keep telling people, everything ain't sex, drugs, and alcohol. There's a lot of other things that go on in life. And then here's the thing we need to start being responsible for. And one of the things we need to be responsible for is our body. We need to be responsible for our body. And the scriptures makes it very clear that we should be responsible for our body. You see? And sometimes the problem is people want to do what they want to do and try to fix it to fit them. This is very clear, you know. Remember, we're talking about the 16 deadly diseases, isn't that right? Mm -hmm. We've done talked about a lot of different ones, and this one here is called defile. Defile. Mm -hmm. And to defile means uh, to make filthy or dirty or to pollute. Mm -hmm. To make filthy or dirty or pollute. To make unclean or unpure, mm -hmm. to disgrade, to corrupt, mm -hmm. to impair, to weaken or to damage. You need to learn those things. This is, these are the words that when you get home and you go over this lesson or it's in your ear, this is what this message is about. It is not God's responsibility to take care of your body. Amen. It is your responsibility Amen. to take care of your body. Amen. You see? That is true. It's your responsibility. There are certain, we know what, the, that's what we eat, how we exercise. All of these things are things that he's going to require of us, you'll see in this lesson. You see, you'll see that in this lesson. Americans don't want to be responsible for anything. And then when the consequences happen, they want to do finger pointing, you see, or get mad at the medical field, or get mad at God. It's not him you ought to get mad at. You ought to be you to get mad at, you see? Banana cream pie is something. I love me some, I love me some, I'm telling you, and I, I could eat a whole pie. Yeah, but uh, it's got sugar in it. It's not good for me. And ask me why. I'm not a diabetic. Don't want to be one. Because of some people are born there. There's certain things, right? You see, to some people, 
They can't drink a glass of wine. Others can in moderation. You see, you got to learn this stuff. So you got to learn what you puts in, what you put in your body, is going to determine sometimes your life when you get older. You see, you see, you see someone that once told me, I said, well, uh, they called me Johnny. This is a friend of mine. Johnny, man, you looking still looking fit. So I wish I could do that. And I said, well, you can't do that smoking and drinking and acting a fool. You see? And it's not that the people working out is a pain. I'm telling you, working out is hard. Because it's easy to make an excuse not to work out. Huh? Eating right is hard because there's one thing they got is plenty fast foods, churches, and liquor stores. They got them on every corner, you see? And the most things are appealing are the fast foods and the liquor stores. Because church, you only go once a week, right? So the other temptations is six days a week, you see? And it, see, and I've told you all where I live, is just nothing but fast foods getting to my house, you see? But I know not good for me because it defiles the body. And I don't want to be one of these people to get sick and then blame God. You see, the only thing that's ever happened to me that had nothing to do with me was cancer. Right? It's hereditary in our family. You see, never been sick in any of that stuff. You see, never been sick with that stuff. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have anything to experience. So that was good for me to experience so I could experience it to tell other people how to deal with it and the way I dealt with it, my body was so fit that I was able to overcome some things that other people couldn't. I do that because God has commanded me to do that. God has commanded me to do that. He's told me how to, what to do, how to do, when to do. So if you're uncomfortable, don't get mad. <laughs> All right. I didn't write nothing in here. Here we go. So we're going to start off with 1 Peter 1, verse 14 from King James. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. So once you get saved, you ought not be ignorant about some of these things. Amen? Amen. All right. But as he which hath called you is holy... So be ye holy in all manner of conversation. And now we're going to start out uh, with the conversation. Mm -hmm. Get off Facebook. Right. If you ain't got nothing to say good, don't be on there saying nothing at all. Right. You see? Yeah. If you ain't got nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all. Amen. Because what happens is you're setting up yourself for karma. Amen. You're setting yourself up for karma, I'm telling you. Because what you say is what you're responsible for saying. You see, and then when people believe you, then you're responsible for every one of those people who believe you, so you better make sure it's the truth. So it's best off not to say nothing at all. My mother used to say, if you can't say nothing good, don't say nothing good at all. Right? Mm -hmm. So we got to watch our comp. This is the Bible saying it, so don't be putting nothing on Facebook about me. I didn't write nothing in there. It says First Peter, not First Johnny. Mm -hmm. All right? That's right. Yeah. Watch your conversation. Starts out, watch your conversation. Period. Watch what you say. 
Don't be saying negative things. You put negative things out there, negative thoughts, guess what? It's gonna come back around to you sooner or later. All right? And as the voice says, to be holy in all that you do. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. And if the voice says, be holy in all that you do. And it doesn't mean you have to be, you have to be semi-radical, but radical. Be holy, just do what's right. Do what's true, do what's good. Just do the right thing. Say the right thing. Encourage one another. Lift one another up. Pray for one another. I hear these people that's going around talking about this virus. Should they get a shot or not get a shot? And I'll tell you what you, what you need to do, okay? Nurses are working like crazy overtime, not being able to get home and see their families. Pray for them. Pray for the medical field. Let me tell you something. You see them fires out there? Those people are fighting fires out there. Those people are like 18 hours a day fighting fires, right? Away from their homes and putting their lives in danger. Pray for them. They had these floods, people out there, this, right? Saving people's lives in the floods. Pray for them. The family members are losing their children in, uh, in homicides. Pray for them. There's so much we can do in prayer that we ought to do more of that than just talking. Quit talking. Do more praying. If you're not uplifting and saying uplifting things, and, but between uplifting people and praying for people, and you got too much time on your hands. So we need to start saying, wait a minute, you're right. It's just like somebody asked me, what do I think about a vaccine? I got, I got the uh, flu shots every year. I ain't had the flu in over 45 years. That's me. Stay with me, I'm going someplace with this. I've got the Moderna, what is it? Uh, vaccine for me. A very close member here doesn't believe in the, flu, uh, in the vaccine, needed a letter from their pastor to deal with that. Did I write it? Yeah, yeah. Because that person had a spiritual reason. I ain't gonna fight somebody because of that. That's that, that, that person had a spiritual reason. And they were committed to that. And I knew they were committed to that. Are y'all with me? Yeah. Wasn't no debate about it. They were committed to that, you see. And so we don't, I'm not gonna talk and do that, but the thing of it is, is I, I joked with them, but not joking. And I said, now don't take somebody else's bed if you wind up in the hospital. <laughs> you see? So we need no argument, no nothing. Other people believe different than me. I'm not having a problem with that. And here we wear a mask. That's what we're going to do. We're going to wear masks and deal with that because that's the thing that we need to be doing. You see, I hate them. But that's the thing we're going to be doing until we figure out what we need to do. Does that make sense? All right. And it's only no longer you're in here. It's, uh, it's no problem because uh, we're only in here about an hour. So there's certain things that I have to make decisions in the church, not for me, but what I think is best for the people from the information that I get. Yeah. And I don't want no information from somebody that's not in the medical field. That's just somebody running off at the mouth. But see, I'll get information for that and I go with that. You see, I'm not smart enough to know all of that stuff. They are a little bit smarter than me. And see, so uh, I, that's what I do. 
So I do it that way, then you know, some other pastor might do it another way. You see, but here, that's how we do it. In respect and honor of your pastor, then you're obedient to that while you're in the sanctuary. That's just pretty simple, pretty simple. Okay, because uh, it, it frightens people when you, uh, they see somebody doing something, somebody not, we're not getting into all that. You see, so I respect other people's feelings. Because one of my main scriptures for me is let every man be persuaded by his own mind. But that's in his house. You see, you see, that ain't, that may not be at uh, somebody else's house, you know. I don't allow anybody to smoke in my house. I don't, I don't even want you thinking about smoking in my house. You see, somebody else, you can go to their house and they don't mind you smoking in their house. You see, we ain't gonna fight about it. The smokers, they go, you know, stay at home if you don't like the rule there. You smoke at home, you know, right? See, these are just, but there's no fight about it, right? We're getting too caught up into uh, being so selfish that we can't follow somebody else's rules. We want the world to think, the world doesn't think like I think, you see, because if the world thought like I think, I know you all probably thought like I think, that you know, Aaron Rodgers will get back with the Packers and we'll win the Super Bowl and beat the Chiefs 50 to three. Yeah, I feel I'd get a laugh out of that. So what we're doing is, we want to remember this. Let's get back on track here. <laughs> what we want to do is, in here, is we're trying to keep this pure, this pure, and this, but there's, the body has to be pure. Here we go. Here's where it makes me uncomfortable. This should make us all uncomfortable. Here we go. Now we're going to turn to Ephesians 2, verse 21. And I'm going to go very slow so you get it, all right? This entire building is under construction and is continually growing under his supervision. All right, stop right there. This entire building is under construction and is continue growing under what? His supervision. His supervision. I'm still growing. There's things that I need to do. You see what I'm talking about? But now and I'm under the construction with the Holy Spirit. There are things that I don't do that I done last week. Because God, this can, the Holy Spirit is working with me to keep me healthy, to keep me strong, you see. So I got a new, con I used to construct it myself. But this building, the Bible's telling us, is under construction, under the supervision of the Holy Spirit. You understand? If you save, that you are, if you are saved, you should be being built up as a new woman, new man in Christ under construction of the Holy Spirit. All right? And growing until it rises up completed as the holy temple of the Lord himself. Scary. Until it grows up until, uh, uh, and complete into the holy temple of the Lord himself. This temple is supposed to be holy according to the scriptures. Not according to Pastor Fields. According to the Scriptures. This temple is supposed to be holy. Don't say man to the writer wrote it, not me. Don't look at me like I'm. This temple is supposed to be holy, okay? A holy place, according to the scriptures. See, according to the scriptures. 
Say that according, according to, to the scripture. Because a lot of times when the pastor is in the pulpit, people get mad at the pastor from doing something. Mad at me? I didn't write nothing up in here. I didn't write that. You know, and the only people to get mad at this here is the devil, and the people got the devil in them. <laughs> yeah, right. You see, this is what it is. We are being built to be a sanctuary. Yeah. We're going to get that for God. God wants to use us so that the world can see us. Well, he had to rebuild us. We had to become new creatures in Christ when we got saved. We are a new creation now. The old creation, we were doing the building. We get saved, then now we have a new contractor, uh, contractor, and he is the Holy Spirit who is building us up and sanctifying us so that we can have a place, the Holy Spirit can have a place to dwell. That's in you. People talk about they going to church. No, you ain't. You're going to the sanctuary. You're taking church there with you. You see? You see? You're taking church there with you. That's why if some people don't go to church, they don't go to the sanctuary because they see the church acting a fool, meaning you, okay? You see, right? Because I'm the church. And so the Bible is telling me that I, God is working and still working on me and dealing with me and, and I'm under new construction now and the Holy Spirit is building me up so that I can be a sanctuary for God. Yes. Isn't that what that scripture just said? Mm -hmm. If it didn't, read it again. You can read it again anyway. All right. All right. So again, this entire building is under construction. So what building? Entire. entire. The entire building is under construction and he is continually growing, me, continually growing under his supervision yeah. That's right. until it rises up complete as the holy temple, right here, rises up complete as the holy temple of God himself. That's right. That's what, that's what all, of, all of you all are supposed to be, all of us are supposed to be temples where the Holy Ghost dwells at. The Holy Spirit is supposed to dwell in all of us, you know? This is a great time for some of you all at home don't, you need to come back to church and get in the building soon, soon as we can. But it's a great time to strengthen your whole families. People ought to be praying and doing everything they can to bring their families together so that we can be holy. Come back to church. Come back to the sanctuary and have a holy church. Okay? Because we are holy people. Okay, here we go. And in verse 22, so this means that God is transforming each one of you into the holy of holies. Now listen, the, it, it, God is transforming each one of us into what? The holy of holies. That's where he wants the holies of holies. That's what he wants you to be. Yes, he's transforming us into the holies of holies. And that was a sacred place. If you read in the Old Testament, it's very sacred. It was, not, it was clean, it was pure. Nothing could go on up there. It was a very pure place. That's what he's trying to get us to be because they believed in those days that the Holy Spirit dwelled in this place. They consecrated that. We, we need to be consecrated people. Yeah. You see? He can't use us if we're not fit to be used. You see? He needs healthy, strong, yes, men and women, right? created in the image of Christ, new creatures, to be able to minister. You know how to do that? Not preaching the gospel, living the life. That's it. You see? 
Like I said, it bothers me. It bothers me when I listen to all of the stuff that's going on in the United States of America and all of, I'm not talking the vaccine now and all this stuff, all of these homicides and abuse and uh, all of the things that dis disturbs my spirit. And they're talking about we need to do this, this. No, we need, people need to get saved. They need to get in the church, get saved, get consecrated, get sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and start loving their neighbor as they love themselves. You see? And remember, it's easy to love your neighbor yourself, but I don't like them. That's okay. You didn't tell you to like them, told you to love them. All right? There are people you love you should never invite to your house. I'm going to say it again. There are people you love you ought to never invite to your house. Yeah. Because guess what? Because you don't want them to defile. What? Your home. Well, there are certain people you ought not to listen to because they will defile your mind. They will defile your spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? But you can still love them, right? Are y'all understanding me? So we got to be, but whose responsibility is that? That's our responsibility to keep out what needs to stay out. You see, there are people you're going to have to deal with in life, but those people will cause you to, to uh, pollute your mouth. You, have you ever seen somebody you'd like to just, you know what I'm saying? So you can't let those people come into your spirit. You can't let them come into your present. That's on you. That's not God. You don't need to go over there. And not only not you go there, they don't come there. I love you, but at a distance. Do you understand? We need, we need, there are people that will weaken you or damage you, damage you if you're not careful. Why would you let that person come into your space? It makes no sense to me at all. Right? Because you are responsible, because you are, remember, the temple of the Holy Spirit. Why would you allow that to happen to you? You see? It's, let me tell you something. It's easy to say. It's just to know. N-O. Right? That's very easy. You see? You see? There ain't nothing on the other side of no. Well, when you say no, mean it. No, why? And you know, why can't you come around? Because you, 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 you weaken me, uh, you damage me, and cause me to come out of my character. So I got to stay away from you. Well, why is that? Because they won't understand it. Because I got to be holy as the Bible says for as God is holy. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So what we, we don't be afraid, people, to take the responsibility of your body, your mind, and your spirit in your heart. You see? Are you, are you with me? Yeah. All right. Keep going. So again, God is transforming each one of you into his dwelling place through the power of the Holy Spirit living in you. So, so he's doing what? He's, he's developing. He's transforming his spirit in us so that we can be his tabernacle. He wants to come home. Somebody in here probably needs to let him come home. You see, there's a time, I can speak for me, there's a time he couldn't come home, I didn't have room for him. You see, you see, you didn't make room for him, but now, now that you're under new construction, you got room for him. You see what I'm saying? You got to remodel, and I love those programs now, they got all over there, they can go in and remodel them houses, and you're like, wow. They can take those raggedy houses and they can make them things look like, now, it's awesome, right? Well, God will do that for you. He can, he can get in your life, come in your life, and, 
And by the time he gets through with you, the Holy Spirit and him get through with you, working with you, somebody sees your life, they be like, wow. You see? You see? Because, yeah, you know, and then you can tell them who you used. You see? All right. Here we go. So now let's turn to 1 Corinthians 3, verse 16 from King James. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that, the, mm-hmm, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Where is the, is the temple of God? In here? No. Or in here? Don't you know that you are the temple of God? See, people take you more than you think you are. You are the temple of God. You need to take care of it. Your body is the temple of God. Yes, according to the scriptures. All right. And if any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. And any man that destroys the temple of God, God will destroy that man. Any man that defiles that. You see? So it is, what is he saying? We can't do that. That's our responsibility not to destroy the temple of God. Get make sense? Amen. So that's the work. Yeah. America, we've gotten so that we don't want to be responsible by nothing. Well, we don't want to take care of nothing. No. You know, we want to go to the church where the preacher says, God's going to do this, God's going to do this. No, the scripture saying, you're going to do, you need to do this and do that. This is your responsibility. It is Johnny Fields' responsibility. I'm on a new construction now. It is in a new, I'm on a whole new covenant now. Period. You see, it's my responsibility to make sure that this new creature, this new creation that I got when I got saved, that I keep it that way. You see, you understand that? It ain't God, please don't let ain't so-and-so come. It's you ain't coming to my house. I'm serious. Uncle so-and-so, you ain't bringing that mess to me. You see, because you defile, your conversation defiles my body. Because when you get angry, stuff happens to your physical body. Do you all know that? When you get angry, stuff really happens to your physical body. Anxiety stuff happens to your physical body. You see, so why would you allow somebody to pollute huh, your body? Do you care anything about yourself at all? If you care about yourself, and you should learn to care about yourself, you care about yourself, then you're not gonna allow someone to come in to, to put filth or dirt or pollute or unclean or put impurities in your body. Right? Okay, I don't know where I'm at. So at the end of verse 17, okay. for the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are? Now this, the question, for the, the question this morning, the temple of God is holy. And you know what the other temple are. Mm-hmm. Which one are you? That's the question. It's the temple of God. Are you the temple of God? Well, if the temple of, the temple of God is holy, which one are you? And if you're not where you should be, why is that? Why is that? You see? Why is that? Do you understand what I'm saying? It is hard for us sometimes to get in our head that how can I be the temple of God? How can I be that special? Because God said so. God said so. 
You see, many of us in here, only the ones say amen, they know what I'm talking about. If we would have got that here, amen. we wouldn't have went through all the craziness that we went through. You see, nobody tell us that, that we sitting up in church and folks was shouting and folks was singing and all that stuff was going on. Nobody told us and, and we didn't see people acting like their bodies was the temple of God. Right? And see, and a lot of us suffered because we were mimicking what we learned from those that had not taken care of their temple because we just thought that was the way life was supposed to be because that was the way we grew up. You see? But now we're in a new place in our life where we understand now that old man, that old woman needs to go somewhere. And let, a new and let the new construction start taking in your life, your attitude, your way of thinking of yourself. There's somebody in this church. The reason that you're going through everything that you're going through, you don't think much of yourself. But today, you ought to think a lot of yourself and say, I hear what pastor's saying through the scriptures. If my body's going to be the temple of the Holy Spirit, then I need to allow the Holy Spirit to come in and start reconstruction. Yeah, reconstruction. But it's got to start with my attitude. Because food, you're going to diet. That's, that's your it takes a big right kind of attitude to go on the right diet. Because banana cream pie tastes good. Didn't say that, you know. And some people are like me. You can't go and get the pie and eat a piece. So don't bring it in the house at all. Because it, it's, it's going to be too much. You see? Some folks can't take a sip. It's too much. Some folks can't take the fried thing. Too much. It's not called a diet, like we talk here. No, it's called sanctification, yes. consecration, uh -huh. consecrating my body so that the new constructor can get in there and start tearing up and cleaning up some stuff so I can be made new, yes. period. Right. Let me tell you all something, because most of you in here, I might be the oldest person in here. So here's how it works. You don't want to wait until you get in trouble to figure that out. You don't, thank you, you don't want to wait until you get in trouble to, to figure that out. You see, let God come in there with the hammers and the saws and all that stuff with his team and start working on your life, reconstructing your life. Let him come in, open the door and say, God, I, I, I need to be reconstructed. I need that because I don't like the way I'm living. I don't like, I don't like how I feel. You see, people that feel good physically feel good spiritually. That's a fact. People that feel good physically bring joy and happiness to themselves and other people, right? It's more to it than just being, I go to church and I'm saved. No, no, no. I have the Holy Spirit in me. I love life. You see? I love life. You know, I've told you all, and you laugh. You think I'm joking, but I'm for real. If I knew that feeling, I wanted to live longer than that, but I wished I had learned to live like I had when I got in my 65. At 75, you ain't never seen a brother enjoy his life so much. 
Yeah, and you know why I'm enjoying myself a lot? Because of my diet. I'm talking physical diet. My diet makes me feel good, you see. You can't eat the big, big meals. Your stomach won't digest it, it's very good. So you eat, it's very good. And, and then you can come to the point, you feel good, and once you get to feeling so good, you're like, man, what am I going to do? You see? Nothing. I'm just going to sit back and feel good because most of the time we're doing work, we're trying to do something to impress somebody. Right? I just love what Brother Devitt has done. How many pounds? 75. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's serious. That's serious. He'll call me sometimes. Pastor? Yes, that's how, how we doing. I never say anything about we, but that's how he asks. Yeah, I'm doing fine. I don't know about you, but yeah. But that's, that's how he does it. He won't do that anymore now. I, say, I didn't say that. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he, he wanted to get himself together, get fit. Yes. What? God didn't take that off. Who's getting mad at Okay, nobody? You still, you still love the messenger? See, you can't love God and not love his messenger. Isn't that good? Here we go. Now we're going to do it again from the passion. Don't you realize that together you have become God's inner sanctuary and that the Spirit of God makes his permanent home in you? Yeah, I mean, God is making his what? He wants to live in you. You heard me saying, wow! God wants to live inside of me. How special in me. I thought we had sanctuary in one of those. God, was that one? God wants to live inside of me. Do you know what I'm saying? God wants to live inside of you. Do you understand? He don't want to live on the outside of you. He wants to live on the inside of you. You see? Have you ever, now ladies, you all probably know more about this than men. Have you ever went to your closet and if you really, 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 half of it, you need to get rid of it? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You see? That's sometimes in our body, it's the same way. There's a whole lot of stuff that we put in our body that we don't need to put in there. You see, we need to clean that diet up. I'm serious. We need to, I'm serious because this is serious. Why would this be in here if he didn't talk about our bodies? You know, we want to, I love it, Sister Ken, when I can just talk about the spirit. I'm good. You're talking about the body, the physical body. I'm like, wow. Banana cream pie again. Do you see? Coors Light again. Come on, y'all. Y'all know I told y'all I used to do Coors Light big time. I ain't talking about a drink. You know, I mean, there were all these sanctified folks in there. You see? Yeah. You have to clean things. Your body is important. God wants to live in your body. You shouldn't defile your body, and you shouldn't let anybody else defile your body. Everybody, in, have you ever went to somebody's house and ate something? You didn't want to do it, but you done it because you didn't, you didn't want to hurt their feelings? You would hurt your body, but not hurt their feelings. Their feelings are getting hurt. I don't want any more. No. You see? You see what I'm saying? 
Oh, yes. Yeah. Physically, I'm talking about there's some folks, you know, they want you, you need to try a little of this. No, I don't need to try a little of this. No. <laughs> now, you see? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, they don't care. They don't understand that you're taking care of your physical body because there's where the Holy Spirit wants to dwell. Okay? And in verse 17, now if someone desecrates, damages, or disrespects God's inner sanctuary. Whoa, whoa, whoa. God's what? Inner sanctuary. Who is that? You, God's inner sanctuary. A saint, inner sanctuary is consecrated. Set apart is what that means, consecrated. It is set apart. It's a special place. God wants to dwell there. Okay? God will desecrate him. Whoa. For God's inner sanctuary is holy, and God, that is exactly who you are. God's inner sanctuary. You're God's inner sanctuary. It's holy. That's who you're supposed to be. You understand what I'm talking about? And so we need to start. When are you going to start? Because, I mean, I only give the message. But some you need to start. In here. I can tell by the way you walk, your demeanor. You need to get yourself together. By the way, some of you walk in there. You are sad and you feel bad. You don't feel good. It's because of what you're putting inside you. You see? Are you with me? You mad at God? No. All right. Because he's the one that asked you. All right. So now let's turn to 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 from the Passion. Have you forgotten that your body is now the sacred temple of the spirit of holiness? Here we go. I want to make it clear. Uh Have you forgotten who your body belongs to? What your body's supposed to be here to do? We're going to look at those athletes. I'm an Olympic, so I've been watching the swimming and and I've been seeing all these people. Those people make tremendous sacrifices, you see, for a gold medal. You see? Then it's over. You see, it's, it's like, uh, what's the little gymnast that's supposed to be the best ever? They say she's old for a gymnast, at 24. That's what they is. Everybody's talking about, she sure, she's old at 20. Can you imagine? You're old at 24, <laughs> right? Now what's she going to have to do after she's done with this, because she'll be training and stuff, to keep her body healthy? You see, listen to me. Men and women will do it for a gain. Why can't we do it for God? You see? You don't belong to yourself any longer. For the gift of God, the Holy Spirit lives inside your sanctuary. You don't belong to yourself anymore. You belong to God. You are his sanctuary. You. You want to see God's sanctuary? Look in the mirror when you get home. You don't belong to God. I mean, excuse me, yourself anymore. You're under new construction now. You know what that old construction done to you. But you're under new construction now. You don't belong to yourself anymore. All right. In verse 20, you were God's expensive purchase paid for with the tears of blood, 
So by all means, then, use your body to bring glory to God. It costs Jesus Christ a price, paid the price for your body as well as for your spirit. Quit. We make that thing so cheap. We make it cheap. Oh, when I get to heaven and all this. No. God is saying today, take care of your body because I want to dwell in it. We're under new construction now. You're a sanctuary now. You're God's sanctuary. Try it. You'll start feeling better about yourself. Okay? Again, from the message, didn't you realize that your body is a sacred place, the place of the Holy Spirit? Where does the Holy Spirit dwell? In me. Where? In me. Where? In me. Have you ever been to church, and especially in the, our brothers in the back, Black Baptist Church, because they got the pulpits, and the preachers get up and say, it's hot up here. Don't the Holy Spirit's got hot up here. Really? <laughs> really? It may be, that's sad, the Holy Spirit's up here, but I want a preacher preach to me that the Holy Spirit is in. I want this whole church to be a sanctuary. Do you understand? I want this to be a platform, right? This to be the sanctuary. Speaking to sanctuaries. Does that make sense? All right. Okay. Don't you see that you can't live however you please? That's, that's, that, is, that is sad. Mm-hmm. That is sad. I want to live like I want to live. It's my life. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear all these people now talking about, these are my rights. I ain't never heard that so much in my life. Everybody's talking about what's it, guns, shots, anything. What about my rights? Mm-hmm. Well, here you go. Mm-hmm. Your rights is to keep your body clean and pure. Yeah. To be a sanctuary. God. I only have one right. The right to allow God to come into my body and use it how he chooses to. Isaac and them don't remember. He probably remembers. But I set them down, my kids now because I said, now y'all got one right up in here. The right to leave. He's shaking his head up here. Yeah, because you know, they babysit their kids now they're their friends. There was no friends in my house at all. You say, yeah, that's right, they did. One right. At at this house, my house, the right to leave. You understand what I'm saying? You have to have a line. You don't have any rights. Only God's rights. Period. All right? I'm going slow enough so you can get it. You'll be healthy, I'm telling you. You'll feel good about yourself. You'll be 75 and still be able to run around the block. (laughs) All right. All right. So lastly, in verse 20, the physical part of you is not some piece of property belonging to the spiritual part of you. Well. God owns the whole works. God owns what? The whole works. What? God works. Again. The whole works. Why don't you treat it like he does? The whole works. So why would you defile it? He owns the whole thing. It doesn't belong to you anymore. Why would you pollute it? It doesn't belong to you anymore. Why would you weaken it or damage it? It doesn't belong to you anymore. God wants the whole thing. God don't want half 
half of you. You don't want half. If you was in a relationship, you wouldn't want half of the person. Right. Maybe some of you do, huh? Right, so let me say that again. <laughs> if, you was, if you was in a relationship or marriage or something, you don't want half the person. You want the whole works. Right? He wants the whole works. He don't want a part of you. He wants all of us. The whole thing. All right? And, and you know, when you, when, you, when you feel good about your relationship with God and you feel good about what we're talking about this morning, you will be good for other people. People who feel really good about themselves, right, those are the people you want to put in your life. You see? Those, I mean, people who really have it going on and they just feel good about life and they feel good about God, man, that's the people you want to get hooked up with. Because a person that feels good... If a man feels, let me tell you ladies something. If a man goes to church and he feels good about himself and he, he understands what I just got through doing that, he can love you like you've never been loved before. Because a person that loves themselves, understands who they are in God, and, and does the things God would have them do, is going to treat you really good. Period. Because some people can't love because they don't know what love is. You see? So they can't give you the whole part of them. Because they never gave the whole part. But a man or a woman that's given a whole part to God, they understand it. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Right. They'll take care of them. Man takes care of him, will take care of her. Mm -hmm. You see, I love my wife. You, you know, people see how she dresses. You know, the, the grandkids come over and get in her closet. Who ever heard of grandkids wearing grandma's clothes? <laughs> and I tell her all the time, I say, Sister Gwen, you need to get some flats and some gray stockings and one of those hats and a big hat and stand up the front row. And I'm joking. She looks at me like, yeah, right. And you're going you to go up there in your little suits and bow ties looking good. You see? A person, yes, she, what she's saying is we joke with each other. A person to take care of himself will take care of her. Starts here, God. God, and it'll transfer there. Yes. Amen. 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 I, I like lecturing more than sometimes a lot of energy. I love this kind of stuff because <laughs> this makes people very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I'm studying this, and I'm like, really? Yeah. How, much, how much am I allowing you to tear down? Am I allowing you to tear down? every part and build the whole house over again. I'm talking about this. Mm -hmm. Took me a long time to get it, but yes. Go ahead. Last it says, let people see God in and through your body. Let God see people in and through your body. Some people don't see God unless they see it in you. Once they see it in you, they'll ask. You know the reason churches are empty is because Christians. See, Christians. People need to see a raggedy, used-to-be Christian becoming a real Christian. And then they can ask them, what happened to you? You're not the same person I used to know. And then you can say, I went to church and I heard that preacher preaching about my body needs to be, yeah, be transformed over under God. I gave my life to Christ. And we, we need to do that 
as the Isaacs come up, we need to understand that we haven't forgotten that we can still give our lives to Christ. And once we give our life to Christ, we get what? Transformed into what? New creatures in Christ, right? And he, de he develops into you like, it's incredible to feel good about feeling good. Amen? Amen. All right. Oh, yeah, y'all come up. Yes, I didn't put the mic up there, but is it good? It's good, yeah. Everybody doing good? Yes. Being obedient? Yes. Enjoying, enjoying uh, God's? Yes. Enjoying God's punishment and beats and strikes and all that? Coming in here getting whipped? Yes. Yeah, a, a good child likes to be chastised because they're going to grow. You see, some of you in here need to get it together. On you. Thank you. 